This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. I invite you to uh, look at the front of your bulletin just for a moment because it introduces for us the new series that we're beginning today, the five T's of transformation. And the coming Sundays, we're going to be talking about the importance of trust, how that trust in relationships transforms our lives as well as the lives of those around us. We'll be talking about treasure, how that the giving up of our treasure transforms the giver even more so than the one that receives it. We're going to be talking about the importance of time. How do we spend our time well? And then we're going to talk about tale, sharing our faith, telling our story, the transforming story of God in our life. And today we kick it off by talking about talent. Now, when you think about the word talent, what is talent? Rather than define it, I want to show you a picture of talent. Uh, Susan and I are having a major excavation work done on our lawn. In fact, right now, if you were to come to our house, it kind of looks like the Flintstones. Um, We had a major flooding issue right after Christmas, and so we've got the basement taken care of, the renovation of it, but we got a water flow problem issue. And so um, these guys came out last Monday, and so as I was working on this message, I looked out my kitchen window, and I saw the guy that was running this dozer. And one of the things I was amazed at as I watched him work was he was smiling. There was a pleasant I mean, it wasn't ear to ear, but there was a pleasant look on his face as he was doing his work. And I was also noting the precision in which this guy maneuvered this heavy equipment in in digging up the dirt and digging up the ground and, and doing his work. And not only that, but he's really good at what he does because I am so thankful when the rain came on Wednesday and not on Monday. Wednesday, by the time Wednesday came, the tubes were in place and the water was flowing down the new pipes just the way they were supposed to in that uh, crazy rain we got last Wednesday afternoon. Well, that's talent. No matter who you are, no matter what you do for a living, God has given you talent. God has given you natural talents and abilities. And so uh, think about talent in this way. It's a natural way of thinking, feeling, or behaving is the way Gallup Strength Finders calls it. So maybe you're a person that primarily is a thinker. Go with that. You see life mainly through your intelligence or your thoughts thought processes. Some of us are more feelers. We feel things. We we have sensitivity. We have a sense of mercy, compassion. We see life through that lens. Some of us are more doers. We, uh, We find our talents with the strength of our hands and with our feet. However God has talented you, you want to be like that. We can have that next quote up there from Tom Rath with Strength Finders. You cannot be anything you want to be. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if your parents told you that. Sorry if the school system told you that. You cannot be anything you want to be. But you can be a whole lot more of who you already are. You know, I, I think that 
has so much wisdom to it. You know, I hate to break the news to you, but I'm not a multi-talented person. And I'm not all that well-rounded. <laughs> uh, I'm good at a few things. And there is joy in my life when I know my natural talents, and I know my spiritual gifts, and, and they match up. And I get to live primarily out of that strength. And I am free not to begrudge what I'm not good at. And I don't have to be jealous or envious of other people that are talented in ways that I am not. In fact, I've discovered this about myself, that my weaknesses are irrelevant when I have people around me who compliment me. I don't mean with an I. I mean, you can compliment me, but no. <laughs> compliment me with an E. Where your strengths and your abilities and your talents and your gifting rounds out me. That's what it means to, to really be a part of a talented church or a, or a workplace. You know what it feels like when your workplace or in your family life or your community life or your neighborhood or the, the, the council of the, of the city. You know it when government is working well, and we know it when things are fractured. And so it's up to us to identify our talents, our natural talents and abilities. Would you hold out your right hand with me just for a moment? What are your natural talents and abilities? Do you have a sense of what they are? Thank God for them. Now hold out your left hand too. What are your spiritual gifts? The Bible says that there are 20-some different spiritual gifts that we know about. I think those are really probably more descriptions than an exhaustive list. But God has given you some Holy Spirit endowments. Do you know kind of what they are? And when, when we receive these gifts, it's false humility not to identify them. It's false humility to say, oh, I'm not gifted in some way. It's, it's, it's a recipient's joy to thank God for how God has gifted us and is using us. There's a story about a guy that he dies and he faces God. And God asks him the question, why weren't you you? I created you to be you. I didn't create you to be somebody else. Why did you spend so much of your life trying to be who you are not? I want you to be who you are. And the glory of God is people coming alive with that. That's what we want. Now I want to share with you um, the Strength Finders book that uh, has been out for a long time. I just took the 2.01 this week. And you can take this. There's all kinds of different strength finders, all kinds of different personalities and discs and other things that are out there that are good. Uh, just curious, how, ma how many of you have ever taken a strength finders test? Yeah, many of you have. Ten million people strong have taken that. And I want to share with you what my uh, top three strengths are, as well as my spiritual gifts, just to try to talk through this as a way of illustrating how that we can 
identify and live out of our strengths. So my top three strengths, according to the Gallup research and what I took in my own survey, uh, number one is that I'm a maximizer. By that, I really get jazzed when an organization is thriving, when we're all hitting on all cylinders. And everyone is working together and thriving together for a common purpose. I mean, that excites me. Nothing excites me more than to see all the members of the church. Nothing excites me more than to see a good organization become a great organization. Nothing thrives me and excites me more than to see something that is strong like Schweitzer become superb in the ministry of what we're called to be as the body of Christ. That's why I get up in the morning. And I'm a strategic person. I look at Jesus' life and he had strategy. Jesus told us this. Jesus said, you know, I didn't come for the healthy. I came for the sick. You're in the house. You're in the family. Cool. That's great. I came for the lost sheep. And so if Jesus' strategy is... I'm here to seek and to save the lost. I'm here to reach out for those who have the least in this world. Then don't you think that as the body of Christ, that ought to be our strategy too? And so we're a church, you know. Don't be a part of a church that serves you. Be a part of a church that lets you serve. That lets you serve the purpose that God has in your life. And I hope that you get to be a part of a workplace, a vocation, a profession, where your gifts are appreciated, your natural talents go to work, and you are flourishing as a human body, a being made in the image of God in what you do in life. Life is too long not to be able to do that. And so, gosh, I'm sorry. I just keep talking here. My third top, top strength is a re, re, relater. I'm someone that likes to go deep with a few than to go an inch, inch deep with many. I'm someone that likes to go deeper with those who really want to identify, maximize their life. Nothing excites me more than also to help another individual or individuals to thrive and to flourish in their God-given talents and abilities. I, I love to do that. And, and socially, I would rather play a game of cards or hang out with a few people than to, I'm just not a party animal. So, yeah, sorry that might disappoint you, but... But that's who I am. And I, I'm, it's amazing how that my natural strengths then match up with my spiritual gifting, that God has given me a, a visionary leadership ability, so uh, that matches my maximizer. God has given me the gift of, of wisdom, so that is able to relate with, with the way in which I share life and ministry and insights with people. And God has made me a teacher of the faith, where I'm able to make the scripture come alive and relevant into people's lives. And each of you, each of us, are uniquely gifted. And those gifts are exercised through our own personality and our own opportunities in life 
to give that up to God. Now I want to invite you to again put it your hands. In your right hand, you're holding out your natural strengths and abilities, and in your left hand, you're, hand, you're holding out your spiritual gifts, your Holy Spirit endowments. How do you offer this to God? How do you give this over to God? How are you thanking God for how you're gifted? And how are you exercising those gifts and talents for the glory of God to bless other people? I want to show you an image of a, a chapel in Greece. I recently came back uh, from a wonderful trip in Europe. And one of the places we went to was uh, some beautiful Greek islands. Santorini is an incredible place. It's one of the most romantic, beautiful places on earth. If you're in love with someone, go there someday with that person. <laughs> but one of the things we noticed there was there's all these chapels. There's 600 and some Greek Orthodox chapels on an island of only 18,000. So you would think, wow, that's a real religious place. That's, that place is thriving spiritually, that little island. Not necessarily, because most of these chapels are private chapels. And people go to worship one Sunday a year, Easter. The rest of the time, they're just exercising their own private religion. And they're wealthy. And so they have their own private religious focus. And the priest can come in whenever they have needs for their own family or as individuals. And that's so unlike the teachings of Scripture. God doesn't give us talents and abilities just so we can keep that to ourselves. But the teaching of Scripture is that we are all together, sharing together as members of the body of Christ. And we're called to give up our bodies as a living sacrifice. One of the things I, I was watching this week were, uh, was a Cub fan. And uh, the Cub fan was saying, I would give up my body. I would give up my body if the Cubs won the World Series. For the first time in 108 years. And I thought, how sad is that? You know, you know there's better teams to give up your body for <laughs> than the Chicago Cubs. Congratulations, Cub fans, for winning the pennant. I do not wish you well in the World Series. <laughs> Go Cleveland. But here's the team to give your life for. The church. The body of Christ. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Offer your life to God. A living sacrifice every day. Give it up. Give it up to the team. Leave it all on the field. Give your mind, your emotions your feelings, your thoughts, your energy, your talent, your abilities, your strength. Give it all up 
for the team, the body of Christ. Jake Hotchkiss, our young adults dude and our young preacher, has a ritual that he goes through before he preaches. And I love this ritual. He says he washes his hands every time before he preaches to, to cleanse himself, to, re, to put himself in the cleansing of God and to remind himself that the gifts, the talents, the abilities that God has given him, it's for God. It's for God's glory and not for himself. So however God has talented you, however God has gifted you, think about that image. Getting up in the morning, before you go to work, in ministry, in life, how can I give myself over to you, God, one more day? Now let's, let's look at some scripture together of how we can do this as members of the body of Christ more specifically. Suppose the whole body were an eye, then how would you hear? Or if your whole body were just one big ear, how could you smell anything? But God made our bodies with many parts, and he has put each part just where he wants it. What a strange thing a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to your feet, I don't need you. In fact, some of the parts that seem weakest and the least important are really the most necessary. So the hand cannot say to the foot, I don't need you. The eye cannot say to any part of the body, I don't need you. That we really are members and joined together as one. And it's amazing in the body of Christ how that we really are interdependent upon each other. You know, the band just getting up here and playing all those parts and singing, you know, it's above my pay grade. I don't know how you all do it, but I know we're blessed when you do it faithful and you do it well to the glory of God. I'll tell you a, kind of a funny story about what's happening here at Schweitzer this morning. For the, there was one guy that never sleeps in that slept in. I'm not going to say who that was. And uh, we had some ushers that are always here uh, before I get here, and two of them didn't show up. And, and it was just like, and people were scrambling around, just kind of going crazy. And it's a vivid reminder, yeah. We really do need each other. And friends, we need you. If you're a member of this church or this is the church you're calling home, we need you. We need you to identify your gifts and talents, your abilities, your spiritual gifts, and we need you to match those up with the opportunities to serve in this place. Every member of of the body of Christ is interdependent upon each other. Here's a picture of Jesus, a Jesus puzzle. You may or may not like the image. It comes in, in puzzles. Uh, we would have ordered some for you, but basically I'm too cheap. Um, but we would have handed you a piece of the puzzle today to remind you that you could take this piece with you wherever you go. And you know that, boy, the body of Christ, my brothers and sisters, we're interdependent upon each other, and I have my place I I have my piece in the puzzle and I need to find that piece and I need 
You ever put a puzzle together only to discover the last minute there was one piece missing? How did you feel about that, really? And so it is with the body of Christ. But it's a beautiful thing when the pieces all come together. Let's look at some more scripture together. So now there's different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Holy Spirit who is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service in the church, but there's the same Lord we're serving. There are different ways that God works in our lives, but it is the same God who does the work through all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. So how are you helping the entire church? What is your role? What is your function? What is your ministry? Where are you consistently serving in the body of Christ? Not out of guilt, not out of a place that needs you simply, but a place that needs you but also matches up your passion, your personality, your talents, your spiritual gifting. How can we help that to happen? To help you to be transformed yourself because we come alive. We come alive when we get to exercise our spiritual gifts. We come alive when God is using us in our own talents and abilities. We come alive spiritually, but also other people are transformed too and benefited when we are exercising those gifts. Last Sunday, we had a barbecue with Bob, and we have this every other month or so, and it's our privilege to offer this uh, every other month and on these days we have great barbecue <laughs> and we take a tour of the campus we just do a narrative tour it takes about 45 minutes to take the tour and you learn about the amazing facet of ministry that's going on through Schweitzer and we invite people hey if this is the place where you want to hang out Go to it. You don't have to be a member to begin to worship here, to grow here, to connect with groups, to find a place to serve. Uh, go get at it. And I was particularly appreciative of one woman who just in front of everyone said this. She said, I've always connected with Jesus, but I've always struggled in connecting with the church. And I, my heart really went out to her, and I thanked her for her honesty. And I, I think she was expressing how several people feel. It's not easy to really feel connected to the body of Christ unless we grew up there or unless we got a lot of friends there. It takes a lot of courage to walk into a strange place. And some of us who've been a part of the church forever or our parents carried us in here, man, we could be so blindsided about that. And so what we want to be and what we're doing today is saying, hey, everyone matters. Everyone's important. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's valued. And we need each other. And one of the ways that you can be connected the ways in which you can grow in your relationships with other people at Schweitzer is to serve. Don't be a part of a church that just serves you. 
Go to a church that lets you serve, really lets you thrive and do what you like to do for the glory of God. Would you take out the serve brochure? And I want to walk through this with you very briefly because it highlights 49 different kinds of ministries that you can be involved in at Schweitzer. And as you just kind of turn through that, you'll notice that there's primarily about nine or ten categories. There's the administrative category where there's a couple of opportunities, especially for people that are available during the week. There's the care opportunities where we have a variety of ministries that's really set up for people that are oftentimes forgotten about. Seniors, citizens, homebound persons, people that are in prison, those in nursing care facilities. You know, maybe you're a young person. I'm, going to here, to, I'm here to tell you. Probably nothing highlights or thrills an older person's life more than watching a younger person walk through the door. If that's your gifting, if that's your passion, what an opportunity. First impressions. We, we want to be a church that welcomes people. We want to be a church that walks across the room. We want to be a church that's aware of of people that are here perhaps for the first time. And there's a variety of ways in which this can be a place where you can add to the hospitality of Jesus. What a privilege. Kids ministry, I guess there were scads of people here last night. I was unable to be here because of family conflict. But there's a variety of ways in which you can serve kids. We have hundreds of kids in this place six days a week. Not one day a week, six days a week. In the preschool, in our kids' ministry, on Wednesday nights, um, ask the Holy Spirit, if you've got a heart for kids, where do you want me to serve? Our media ministry is always a great opportunity for those of us who are gifted and have abilities in those areas to step up and serve. Our music ministry uh, has a variety of ways in which people can be blessed and bless others. Our praise band is the, is the primary ingredient uh, that we look to in this service. Our neighborhood. Schweitzer is a church that cares about our neighbors. We live out in hands-on, practical ways the teaching and the strategy of Jesus Christ who cares about the least, the lonely, the lost. And there's a variety of ways in which you can really step in and get your feet wet in a big time. I just talked to a woman from the 820 service who said, I'm taking a bold action. I'm stepping out and I'm entering a life change tutoring relationship with the person I coach with Jobs for Life. I hope, hope I'm up for it, she said. She's up for it. She'll thrive. She'll do great. Man, if you care for the people who are hurting, who have the least in this world, if you can roll up your sleeves and your hands and your feet and give an hour or two a week, man, there's all kinds of opportunities here. The ministry of prayer sustains everything that we do. Uh, maybe you like to intercess prayer. There's 
notes of prayer on the wall. You can pray over those notes. You can pray with people in the prayer room, people that are available to pray every Sunday, praying there right now and praying with you after the service. There's the Ministry of Transformation Hub that is like but not exactly like the neighborhood that's listed. But we have the food pantry. We have Jobs for Life. We have the community neighborhood garden that's interfacing and, and thriving and, and doing things together in an amazing way through this ministry. Our worship teams, um, we also benefit from people who serve in those areas. And our youth ministry for teenagers is something that's dynamic and, and you can step in either with a hands-on providing food or maybe being someone that steps in and relates to a young person's life. What we want to do now, I just want to invite you to think about your life. I'm going to give you a moment to pray. And here's our simple request. If you are already serving in multiple areas, you don't have to do anything. Don't write down a number of a ministry where you're already serving. But if there is a new ministry that you would like to step into, look at the number 1 to 49 in the brochure. Take that number on the brochure and write it at the top of your connection card. The connection card is this little card, and at the very top, it says ministry number from serve brochure. And if there's one or two new ministries that you would like to consider being a part of, simply write the corresponding number of that ministry from the brochure on the card. And then place this card in the offering bag when it's passed in just a few moments. You also have the opportunity today if you've noticed, there's all kinds of tables outside the building and in the foyer and up in the kids' area where there's people, real-life people to talk to, someone that's engaged in one of these ministries. So if you'd like to learn more about a specific individual ministry, you can talk to those people at those tables and those places and stationed around our place. And more than anything... Don't serve out of guilt. Serve out of your gifting. Serve out of your talents. Serve out of your abilities. Do it with love and a smile on your face. I'm still having the fun. I'm still having fun serving Jesus. I hope it's fun for you too. Give you a moment to fill out your card, the number of the ministry that you feel like the Spirit is leading you to, something new, something different. Then I'll pray in just a moment.